I mean, we're, we weren't really good at it to begin with, so... We were good enough. <laughs> plug, plug, <laughs> plug for all the sponsors out there. This one yeah. brought to you by uh, Blue Apron, uh, Fresh Meat... No, I'm sorry, Monday. I think One- Blue Apron may be out of business also. From like when we started this podcast, where we were like joking about if we ever get a Blue Apron I haven't seen them, the sponsors, as much anymore. I haven't seen a sign for them. I haven't heard them. Well, the maybe they have such... They built it out that they, they right. achieved their goal. Saturation. Right. So they don't have to do these podcast ads anymore. Uh, hopefully I wasn't offensive to anyone at Blue Apron listening, um, I'll take it. This is brought to you by Scott's Farms <laughs> in uh, Andover, Massachusetts. <laughs> if you need eggs, they get them at Scott's Farms. Really great, yeah. Whooping, nope. whooping pie, is that whooping a thing? <laughs> a black and white cookie. Yeah. They, they also don't mess around with those. Um, yeah, so still looking for sponsors if you're interested. Uh, we're open. But this is uh, the Good Enough Podcast. We are here to talk about sports. You're talking about life. Uh, episode, this is going to be a tough one. It's either 55 or 56. I think it it's might 56. be 55 because... Uh, I think it's 56. It is 56, actually, I think about it. All I right. don't know if it's 56. Michael Doliak. Wait, what? Michael Doliak. No, I, I know what you said, but like... Was it was he 56? There's no oh, way I you just threw a fucking Michael Doliak. If I did, please give my brain a science. Hold on. Hold on. I think this is wrong. I, I'm pretty sure it's wrong. This is great podcasting. He was 51. Yeah. Fuck. All I was right. going to give a number. Uh, I think it... LeVar Arrington was number 56. That's good. That's correct. LeVar Arrington. And also, while I was not... The only reason why I know that is because in Madden games, he was number 56 because he wasn't part of the yeah, players. He's one of the few. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it made me also speaking of Madden, when I was at my, in my honeymoon in Vietnam, I saw a lot of people with the last name Nguyen. I yeah. was like, holy shit. Dat Nguyen? Dat Nguyen was the only Vietnamese football player. I think Nguyen's like player. in Vietnam, that's like Smith. Smith. Like we're like in India, Shah's Smith. Like there's yeah. like countries. The standard name. Right. But uh, yeah, I, real big shout out to Dat Nguyen. Because, yeah. see, I mean, he obviously didn't grow up in Vietnam, but I was like, how can anyone from here make it to the NFL? <laughs> no, like, it wasn't like a knock on the people. It was right. like everyone was just like, A, no, not an interest in American no. football. Not an ounce. I don't even think they even see it on TV because they don't. Why? No. why and everyone was just very small. Which, hey, I was arguably very big. This is a good segue. Oh, yeah. My honeymoon. How was your honeymoon? I went to Vietnam and Cambodia, for those listening. Uh, it was amazing. It was how honeymoons are advertised to be. So I realize that you should talk about it, but now I'm actually intrigued. No, dive in. So, like, you go to a bar. Say you go to, like, the equivalent of a sports bar. What type of sports are they watching? It was a lot of soccer. Yeah. I, like Asian soccer or, like, European soccer? I couldn't tell. I didn't give much viewing to it. But I think it was, like, the, stock, the soccer we watch. It so felt like, the same. But like so, essentially, they're watching like I saw white people British, on the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, they're yeah. watching like Premier League soccer. Mm-hmm. Got it. Uh, it was super funny that the first location we ended up at, not first location, but once we were transferring flights, the first bar we saw because I was like, oh, let's get a drink. First bar we saw was called O'Leary's, <laughs> and it was a Boston bar in fucking Hong Kong. <laughs> you were just like, fuck. It was oh, like you were in Hong Kong. Yeah, we stopped. We did a layout. 
very briefly over in Hong Kong, and it was like the first bar you see like once you get out of the the transfer area. It was hilarious, and you just see Kevin Garnett like grabbing a rebound. I'm like, fuck! <laughs> I traveled so far. I went across to get the away world. from this shit. And it was right there. And Tom Brady like holding up the hand with the rings, and I was like, we're not getting a beer. Here. I realized like, you're gonna get into Vietnam and Cambodia, but how much? So how much time did you hang out in Hong Kong? Not long. Like two hours. I've always wanted to go to Hong Kong because it's this like weird diversion of multiple worlds. It's weird. It's like China, but it's like has a huge British influence, obviously. I thought I didn't know the currency was the Hong Kong like. Oh, they have their own dollar. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's doing very well. Found that I mean, out. Hong Kong's like killing some, it. I got some Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, boy, let me tell you that Burger King was expensive. Um, but yeah, it was good. Then we uh, then we flew off. Well, the first flight to Hong Kong was 15 and a half hours, and that's just stupid. That's no one, just that's the long. No one should be on a plane that long. I don't ever want to do that again. I know, like, my wife's gonna hear this and be like, "Ha, huh, idiot, <laughs> we're gonna do that like in a week." Um, but yeah, 15 and a half hours on the plane wasn't good, and we had like solid seats. We were comfortable. Like, it wasn't that. It was just like, I legit drugged myself to sleep for nine and a half hours. Woke up into a sick. There was a flight to San Francisco when I woke up. <laughs> I woke up into a flight to San Francisco, and it was just unreasonable. I was like, "How does it?" And it made me think about planes in general. Like, how do they do that? Does a fucking plane stay in the air for a day? Is this you're like a, you're like a theory. tad awake from getting into conspiracy theory stuff? I mean, not go on YouTube to understand. Planes. Maybe it isn't a plane. Maybe it's a flat Earth. You know? I mean, this is the closest I've been to, believing, to being a flat Earther. Believing Kyrie Irving about flat Earth. Okay. And I'm like, maybe we just like flew up. Ended up maybe China's north. I don't know. I, was thinking, I, I, I didn't stop you because I wanted to hear what your full response was, and that it wasn't good. It wasn't good. I, I don't believe maps anymore. But aside so, from that, all right, Hong Kong to Vietnam. How long was that flight? Two hours. All right, reasonable. Yeah, that's not bad. And then we had like several like little in flights. Uh, we had a flight from Ho Chi Minh City, mm-hmm. which shot to Ho Chi Minh because he just got a city named after him. He did. Seemed lazy, but uh, from Saigon, which is a dope sounding name. Uh, then that, we flew to Hanoi, northern Vietnam. No, yeah, Hanoi. And then we flew to Cambodia, and we went back to Ho Chi Minh City. So that was kind of the... And then we went to this little island called Nha Trang for a little bit for a resort. But yeah, it was good. It was a good mix of, like, chillaxing and a good mix of, like, doing shit. Like, we saw Angkor Wat in Cambodia. Um, we went to Ha Long Bay in Vietnam. Just sat, chilled, did food tours, drank 40-cent beers. I, uh, I, I was telling Sean... I don't know how much drinking I was doing, but I feel like I was doing a lot, but it wasn't much alcohol I was consuming. You were doing like a lot of casual drinking. And if you Throughout want, the whole day. Right. If you want to open up a beer at 11 a.m. on your honeymoon, which is like, no one's going to judge you for no. that. No, and I was doing it. And, and then your last beer is at, let's say, midnight. I mean, you can easily drink like... A smooth 12 hours of drinking. Like a weird amount of beers. And they're light beer. There's not like you're drinking right. IPAs. It was like, you could do four beers in half hour if you want and you're not feeling anything but i would say one thing that really stood out to me as a positive of vietnam and made me like want to explore it in boston more vietnamese food very I'm, good i'm a big pho guy pho pho oh i didn't mean to, i didn't mean to really just drop flex on you like that but i did i that was my one opportunity to do that i'm that guy now okay where that's i'm gonna fine. change people's pronunciation of vietnamese things because i've been there for two weeks but uh very good there and the best places to get it are the sketchiest looking spots, which is kind of like that in the U.S. But yeah, it's definitely um, there was a good. Now that I know it's fa, um, 
there was a good pho place when I lived in Connecticut. You would have to drive like <laughs> by a strip mall, like so, off of a uh, highway. Sounds fire. And Sarah and I used to go, and we were like, "This is just fucking great." And it's like next to a hair salon, per- by a strip mall. Oh, it's like part of it is a hair salon, and then the other part was this like really like dingy fucking restaurant. And it, all they did was pho. And give, it was fucking great. I'm gonna give it a five star. Yeah, it was Yelp really good. Right now, because I know and it was probably called like pho twenty two yeah, or something like that. Weird, a number, like pho seventeen. And you're like what? And then you change your life. You there was like an auto zone right next to it. Like it was <laughs> the location was stars? fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I call Yelp up and say great food. <laughs> if I could give my one six star review, can be to this place that I've never visited, but I know for a fact it's fire. <laughs> Um, yeah, things were, it was amazing. And then you like, the one thing I learned, because it's like all a million people on the street, you're sitting on like plastic child chairs you had in kindergarten. Yeah. And they have those there because no one owns the land on the street if you have a storefront. You don't own the land. Like, so these storefronts are super small, so they can't fit anyone inside. So they put these little plastic chairs, and if the police start running around, you pick up the plastic chairs and tell everyone to get up and like stand around. So I saw that a lot. People just eating, and then the owner would be like, ah, bah, bah, bah. And <laughs> you just grab your bowl, and you just hold it and eat out of that until the cops leave. But it just, the cops don't really have a job there. There's no... It's more of just keeping things in line. And they, I don't even, there's no crime there. It's like it's the best operation in, like, no rules creates an environment where no one's doing anything bad. There's no, like, traffic light, no lanes, no, like, signs. And there's a thousand motorcycles on the street, a hundred cars on the street. Didn't see anything close to an accident. Saw no traffic. <laughs> crossing the street was a bitch, though. It was terrifying. Um, any casual street crossing, you couldn't like. You had to keep your head on a big time swivel. You couldn't. They said never go backwards. So, whatever you do, don't go back. What does that even keep mean? Keep going straight. They were like, keep going forward. Never, st- then go back. You could stop, but keep going forward. And I was like, holy shit. Scary shit. Like, <laughs> it was like Frogger. Hey, hey, welcome to the country, but um, yeah. just never go backwards. Never go backwards. In what context? Just, and just, he was just gone. never. The guy was gone. <laughs> I turned around, he's not there anymore. Um, but it was dope. I uh, the resort was dope. The Cambodia was dope. Kind of sad. Cambodia, super poor. So what's doing stuff? What was more like? What was the difference between Vietnam and Cambodia? Big difference. Uh, I felt like Vietnam had a lot more money, uh, less hot, um, and. Kind of more versatile. I feel like Cambodia just has Angkor Wat and like the downtown. Which okay. For, if you're there for two days, that's good. But if you're there for a while, I'm like, Ugh. they had like little nice little resort hotelish things. But I think like one of the rules in our hotel was basically like we were looking at like standard stuff, like no smoking in the room, no break property. It was like by no means bringing a lo- don't ever bring a local back. I'm like Jesus. Jesus. was picking up well enough. We yeah we if we had a like a one of those drop buttons that people press during podcasts I would have been like it was just been like a sound of an explosion happening or like an alarm sound but anyways yeah uh, the no locals rule was concerning it's, it they is popped like about nowhere because it is like a weird thing to have to say it was classist it was like if you have a hotel in Boston it's like don't bring anyone from Boston back to your hotel like, <laughs> what all right. Up, but uh, yeah, uh, it was a good time. Uh, the flight back was a little worse than the flight there. I couldn't drug myself sufficiently. Uh, and then jet lag's been pretty horrible. Don't mm. recommend. I mean, I get like it's weird because like all the times I've ever gone to Europe and back, and I would say from 
whatever age to let's say late twenties, I've always been fine with jet lag. You know, just like oh, you just stay up kind of, <laughs> and then you like hit thirty, and then all of a sudden now it's just fucking awful. Oh. Like, and it, I'm going six hours. Like you went twelve hours. Yeah. Um, like I will go six hours, and then like I'll be in Spain, and like I'm up till fucking three in the fucking morning, <laughs> and then I wake up at fucking noon, <laughs> and, and then I get back. Ruined. I get back here, and I'm like going to bed at like. 8 30 and i wake up at 4 30 and it's just like this is fucking awful it was horrible like i first two nights because we got back basically like, kind of leading into the weekend which was good but let me tell you who did not enjoy it but got very confused by jet lag was was our dog because i would just be up at like four and the dog's <laughs> like whoa whoa do i gotta poop now <laughs> hold on it's dark but you're up the tv's on where's the, the woman the woman the woman's up too so she got thrown off, and it's been... We're getting back into it. Tomorrow, This week will be a good weekend for us to really fig- like figure it. our lives out. But, uh, yeah, jet lag's trash. Uh, I did not know 30s were... Like, that's, that's something they'll tell you about the 30s. They'll be like, oh, your hangovers are worse. You'll wake up with random injuries. Jet lag will actually be a real thing. Right. I always thought, like, watching on TV, like... I yeah. used to never get jet lag. I used to be able to, like, push through it. Be like, oh, I just landed, but, like, I haven't slept in a while. Let me just make it to, like, 10 p.m., and then I'll sleep till like ten the next. So I'll get like a really yeah, good yeah. night's sleep, and I'll be fine. Yeah, you, one night is all it takes. No, I'm on like day seven right now, and it's the sleep that like the old men do, and our pot, friend of the pod craw, where like you're sitting in a chair, and your head just nods to a side, and you're sleeping like that. Yeah, that's the dad sleep, like standard like dad where they're like, oh, I'm watching the show. Don't turn into channel. They snore. I mean, you hear me. that. They you, use, it's but, not like a loud snore. It's just a... They're clearly asleep. And then you press the channel change button. and they're like, oh, oh. Right. And I was watching that. And you're like, God damn it. So I was doing that sleep. Like telling that to my wife. I was like, oh, yeah, you don't, you don't got to change that yet. I'm still watching the game. And then dozing on. And it was like 8 o'clock. So ideally, uh, we'll be back to it this week. But it's good to be back. Good to be back in Boston. I do feel like every time you take a long trip, you do reach the point where you're like, I just kind of want to go home. What's your day number? How many days? I've never, you know, I, I'm trying to think the last time I went on like a two-week trip. I mean, usually when I'm on a week trip, by like the last day, I'm like, you know what? I'm good. Like, I, like I'm ready to like go home and like just be home. Not do anything. Some people are like wired like homebody way. Like I realize I kind of am. I have other friends who are, I mean, I have a friend and shout out to Sean Riverth who at this point is now essentially living out of a van not for monetary reasons because he's doing completely fine but he does it for strictly yeah like he doesn't want he doesn't want a home i i mean we're the opposite yeah. i believe like uh, i we've had multiple instances where it's like ah uh, you know i've seen you two times this past month we don't need to hang out today. right we're cool yeah we're good we'll make it we'll we'll survive this fr- friendship will survive and we'll just stay home and not do anything well, I'm glad Vietnam was good. Vietnam was very good. How was Spain? Spain, Spain was great. Spain okay. was... Spain was okay. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get a drop of that. <laughs> that was just... Spain was... Ah, fuck. No. <laughs> Spain was horrible. So, I mean, a lot of it was... So, obviously, I'm getting married there in August. So, a lot Shout of it was Woo! logistics. Which is... Um, Five months, that's coming. Jesus. Yeah, it's like kind of coming up. Um, 
so we got there and like i would say the first like six days was just me driving my mom and my fiance around to just like different hair appointments because we're just like fucking getting it all in in like one day what were you doing during these hair appointments i was just walking around so it's just like like this by no means is this like exciting and like where we're getting married is like near a a city that's like three hundred thousand people so it's like half the size of boston so it's not like it's one of these types of cities where it's like, oh, I got like two hours to kill. Like eventually, like you kind of figure it out. You like, did all the things. You did all the things. You maxed and, like, the city out. Every time I go there, I kind of do the same thing where it's like, oh, I'm going to like, because every time I used to go there as a kid, I'd go to my grandmother's house. I'm, like, I'm going to like go buy my grandmother's like apartment, like a little sentimental. Like, oh, go, go buy like the little garden that was right there, like public garden. And then, like, oh, I'm going to go right here. I remember when I used to do this when I was a 10-year-old. Uh, and then, like, after, like, an hour and a half, I'm like, okay. It's 10, it's 10, <laughs> it's 10.45 uh, what, Where am I going to go now? It isn't that big Gotta of a place. i kill about 12 hours before I think about going to sleep. So it was it was a lot of that. Um, but it was good. And then we um, we did so from Sunday to, let's say, Thursday. It was all wedding logistics stuff. So did tasting. It was nice. Food Tasting's good? fun. Food's great. What's on the... Can, are you allowed to reveal what's on the menu? Um, we're actually having some bad... Well, our meal... They don't do the, um, like, oh, these people get this meal, that people get that meal. It's like you, like, get you a order, meal. You order it? No, no, no. What I mean is, like, oh, no, no, like everyone gets the same meal. Mm. Like, and so we kind of explained the American way to them, and they were like, no, you don't understand, we, like, that's not how it works here. Like, we don't do this, like, oh, you have 67 people got the steak, and then 43 people we got the salmon. when you break it down like that. And they're like, you, no, like, you pick one thing. I like that. So, we're actually, th- like, so it's either meat or fish. I actually want to get your take on this. Oh, okay. So we're right by the water. Like, it's fish town. Some um, best fish you could probably yeah. get. And so we are thinking about, like, hey, the appetizers or d'oeuvres are going to be banging. So, like, if someone doesn't like fish, they can get by on that. And we're just like, we're just going to go fish. I'm down. Yes. Like, we're nervous. I mean, it's, a, it's a fish town. We're nervous people are going to be, like, a little bit upset about it. But Who's out? I mean, I think fish is the thing people are least out on now. That There's a million other things to be out on. That's true. Like, I mean, obviously, you're going to have a couple vegans there, probably. They'll be like, I can't. Are there vegans coming to your wedding? We do. They throw a wrench into everything. We do have vegans, and they do make an exception for that. Mm. So we're like, we can, like, be like, we need 12. Cauliflower steaks. Right. (laughs) Vegan, whatever. But they won't do the, like, fish and meat thing. I respect that a lot. So we have to, like, or if they do it, they do both. They're like, you can get both. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they're like, yeah, and that's X amount more. I'm like, fuck that. You're getting one thing. Like, I don't need two fucking meals. Yeah, I don't want. I'm good with fish. I mean, I'm a big fish guy anyway. I like fish a lot. And I think... If I, they get it, get it there. Yeah. Like, it's probably, comp- I mean, better than Boston. And Boston's one of the best right. fish places in the, the world. Um, cool. I like that. I'm glad you're on board. So, then we went to Indora to ski. Oh, yeah. You did that. I saw that on the Instagram. It was nice. We got ourselves in a little bit of a, a situation. Right, let's hear it. What you can disclose. Um, so we were going to Andorra, which is, Andorra is essentially a micro state in between France and Spain, like literally in the middle of Pyrenees. So we're like in kind of snow country, but 
most of our drive was completely fine until we get to the apartment that we're staying at, which is essentially one of those things where you didn't even get an address. You basically got, like, coordinates. Oh, no. And, like, up in the fucking hills. Oh, no. And so finally we're, like, driving, and it's like, I think it's right here. And I, like, take a left going down, and it's, like, essentially a hill. Oh, no. And it ended up being that where we were staying was right there, but we just kept going down. Oh, no. And it was a private, like, road, and it was just covered in ice. I didn't really realize the terrain, so we keep driving down, and all of a sudden I realize we went too far. Like, I can tell. The only thing is, on the left of us is just a cliff. Like, literally just cliff. And on the right of us is just, like, a wall where there's, like, some apartments. So, like, I really don't have that much room. <laughs> and I can't turn around. I have to go in reverse. Oh, no. So I start going in reverse, and I'm, like, literally fishtailing because I'm, it's, it's like, ice. the whole thing is ice. Oh, God. I'm so I'm, I'm starting to just not do okay from, like, an emotional standpoint. <laughs> I'm like, this is just Were you nerve. just with Sarah? Or yeah. Your mom? And you know oh, what? Okay. Yeah, the Andorra part we just did us too. And I'll say Sarah has a tendency to like get riled up and make me more nervous. And I, I will give her a million times credit on this one she where kept she, you calm. she was just like, Sean, we're okay. We'll be fine. I was like, this is literally all I need. Thank you so much for doing this right now. Because if she panicked a little. Right, if she panics a little, I'm like dead. We wouldn't be doing this pod. <laughs> It'd be the Sean Basil <laughs> Memorial pod. God. Finally, there's a little section that like breaks out a little, so I can do like a 12 point turn. Like I can't three point in. It's, yeah, that's a, yeah, it's not worth it. So finally, I'm like, fuck it, thank God. And like, but I still have to get up this hill that's covered in ice. Oh God, there's still like just so wobbly. I try like three times, can't, and I'm like revving the engine trying to get up, and I'm just sliding down every time. Oh God. And finally, I'm making so much noise that someone who lives by there like gets out, and he's like, "Hey, are you guys okay?" <laughs> And I'm like, I'm trying to get up here, you know, one of those situations. And he's like, all right. He, like, puts these, like, snow socks on my tires. He, like, really helped me out. I get halfway up, and I can't do it. So finally, I just park the car. I'm just like, I'm just walking to our, the place that we're staying at. And I just call it a night. The next day, I'm just like, we're going skiing. I need to make it the other halfway. <laughs> at some point. At yeah. some point. So the guy who lives next door, another guy, is like, let me try to get your car the other halfway up. I'm literally just surrounded by really, really nice people. Yeah, just like very benevolent strangers. Yeah. He can't do it, and finally he's like, I'm going to go all the way back down and try to get a running start with the car. What? And try to make it up. Not only does it not work, but when he gets out of the car, he falls right onto his head, and he's like bleeding on his head. Like... This is the point where I realize I'm causing such a scene in Andorra. I'm just literally destroying the the community. Small state of Andorra. (laughs) These weird snow socks that this guy put on my tires are destroyed. (laughs) And finally, he's like, the guy who tried to get it up the car or the hill couldn't get it up at all. So I'm literally started off where I was the night before. (laughs) And he's just like, I'm done. The guy's injured. In the hospital. I call the rental car company. The U.S. company, I call the Spanish company. Neither of them are helpful. We are on the, like, at this point, it's been, like, two hours since I've woken up. So we're not skiing that day. So finally, Sarah finds, like, a weird tow truck company in Andorra. And, like, here's a number. And I call it. And they're just like, where are you? And I'm like, I have these weird coordinates and a street name. I don't even have an address. I have a name. And, like, give it to them. And they're like, we'll be there in five to ten minutes. (laughs) I'm like, wait, what? He's like, just be by the car. We'll be there in five, ten minutes. I was like, 
okay. Seven minutes later, he's there. He's just like, Here. oh, yeah, your car's, I don't know, man. <laughs> It's like a lot of ice here, and it, like it, it's a private drive thing, so like it's it, no one's gonna plow it ever. And I, I'm like, well, can you like tow it out? He's like, let me try to shoot it. And I'm like, what? what? He's like, and listen, I've tried two other people, like another person's tried. I had snow socks on my thing at one point, and now they're destroyed. He's like, yeah, let me let me try it. So I was like, okay. He's like, you gotta get in the car with me, like weight it down, essentially. I was like. Okay, now I'm just getting nervous, yeah, but he's like, is... I'm like, do you think you're going to make it? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is incredible. So he finds a patch that's like, there's ice everywhere, but he finds a little patch that's like gravel, and he just guns it from there. So he like has to like drive a little bit farther down, guns it, and just shoots it, and I don't know what the fuck he did, and just makes it first try. And it was, I realize explaining it, you're like, this isn't that impressive, but... No, I can get the picture. When I was in the car, I was like, that was the most impressive fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Because I was just stuck. Yeah. And he got out. And I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. Like I'm like, I have like 50 euro on me. I'm like, just take this money. He's like, I can't take money. And he just drove away. Was he your guardian <laughs> angel? Was he like a real person or like someone that descended from... And then the next day, I got on a fender bender with another car. Jesus and then Christ. I was just like, so I've caused, I've destroyed someone's <laughs> snow socks, which I didn't even know what they were until I fucking got there. I gave someone a mild concussion. <laughs> and then I got on a fender bender. And Andorra is a pretty small place. And I was just like, I. What's I've, the insurance situation in Andorra? Oh, when I got to like the rental car, I was like, yeah, so I know I got insurance on my car, but I got into a fender bender, which was my fault with them. They're like, oh, no, you're only responsible for your car. I was like, Jesus Christ. I'm literally like skating. You just destroyed You just destroyed this place, this foundation. Like they were gonna put a picture of you up on like the town limits. Yeah. <laughs> no longer allowed this guy in. So we did one day skiing instead of two. <laughs> it was actually really nice, but I like we left Andorra, I was like, holy fuck. Like Yeah, we can't go back there. <laughs> we cannot go back there again. <laughs> we we overstayed our welcome in Andorra. Like almost died. Like almost pissed off, somebody else. Pissed off two neighbors. Yep. Who were being nice to you. I gave them both bottles of wine. Like, I went and got bottles of wine, knocked on their doors, didn't answer. So I'm just like, I guess I'll just leave it on their doorstep. They have no idea who it's from. They're, they're just... They're so, they've been sober for 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> they both specifically... They both like, fall they, off the wagon. They just got their chip for 25 years. And they're like, oh, man, wife and kids are gone. <laughs> Never had the temptation before. Yeah. So, Sean, you can't go back to Andorra. No. Um, how close is that to Vigo? Oh, we had to fly there. Okay, good. I was want to make sure they weren't going to send <laughs> the it's Andorra like, it's army. It's like a two-hour drive from Barcelona. To your wedding. Okay. Uh, it was I, very pretty. I see a mob of mob <laughs> of people in the distance. Uh, can we deal with this? Like, oh, shit, it's Andorra. Well, that's good. Uh, I mean, kind of. It sounds like mostly a, it was a fine trip. By the time the... At one point in the morning when the car was still not up the hill, I was like, honestly, if we don't go skiing this weekend, that's fine, as long as this fucking car. At one point, I was it was Avis, the rental car, and I called them. I was like, so what happens if we don't return the car. the car and we leave it? They're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, like, I don't know if I can get this car up. Like, what if I just leave it? They're like, you, you no. can't know. <laughs> the person on the phone's never heard that before. <laughs> Oh, what if I, yeah, what if I just dr leave this card on this clothes? Like, there's no address. I'll just give you numbers, and you just got to find it. Eventually. It's sucking yeah. patch advice. I have okay. coordinates, 
and then not a street address, but a street. A street that can be anywhere. Right. In a series of numbers. So good luck. They're like, uh, no, you can't do that. We, yeah, we'll have to charge you the price of the car. <laughs> <laughs> not a penalty. We'll charge you the car. So, okay. So Besides that, it was good. Mixed, uh, yeah. Some positives, some negatives. That's a hilarious story. I'm ready to go on like a real vacation. Like, granted, that was like two days where it was nice, and even besides the crazy whatever happened, it was it was a nice trip. I'm ready to go on a real vacation because the last two times I've gone on a quote unquote vacation, it's been for either a checking out wedding venues or b doing wedding logistics. So now I'm just like, when's the first real vacation? Will be the Probably. honeymoon. I was going to say to Portland, Maine. Oh, that's right. Bachelor party. <laughs> We're counting that as a vacation, all right, even though it's an hour and a half away. It'll be great. Bachelor party. Can't wait to plan that for Sean. Yeah. We are, I already disclosed it. We're going to, I'm going to see what drugs we can't do. That's going to be the test of this bachelor party. You'll never. I want, like, the stuff they give horses to, like. Oh, you mean ketamine? Yeah, yeah ketamine. I've been recently reading about it. Does it sound like people should be doing that? Um, <laughs> and I'm probably disclosing too much, but like at music festivals, you will see people on ketamine. I've never done ketamine. It's literally a horse tranquilizer. Oh, it is terrible. Why are people doing that? I don't know because when you see people who are on ketamine, you can tell they're fucking on ketamine. Like, how are they? Like, how can you tell they're doing anything? How are they not just on the ground? They're basically zombies. Why do people? All right. I don't know. Call me a square, all you want. I, I haven't done many drugs in my life. Uh. But, like, some of these things are, like, when you read up on them, intense. Like, and, and that's past, like, the standard drugs we've heard about for all these years. I would argue uh, ketamine is oh, intense. Like, if someone, Is it on heroin level? I don't really know. I don't think they're in this. I don't think both are opiates. Like, obviously, heroin is an opiate. I think ketamine's in a different... It's definitely a, a downer. But I don't really know what, like, quote-unquote family it's in. Because mm. I, saw, I saw a Twitter, like, well joke infographic it was like all right um if you could form your team of drugs at 15 dollars like or something like that <laughs> all right one of those things and the five dollar ones were like crack <laughs> heroin and meth and it was just like and then one dollar was like beer and weed yeah two dollars maybe weed or something like that and then like coke was three or it did like xanax and like all those drugs were like four and i was like wait xanax is worse than cocaine and i was like wait a second yeah it's um Again, I've never done ketamine, and I never will, because it sounds fucking insane. As a friend, I wouldn't let you do ketamine. (laughs) But um, seeing people on ketamine, and seeing people in quote-unquote a K-hole, because that's what it's called when you have clearly done way too much ketamine, and you're not Is it a little bit too much, even if you take a little bit? Yeah, I would argue that once you've done a little ketamine, you've done too much. (laughs) It's like saying I did a little crack. Like, can you dabble in a little... Smidgen of crack. But again, seeing someone in a K-hole is also... Like, it's one of those situations where, like, whatever he just did to get himself into the situation, I never want to get close to that. And I'm never, like... Why do you go to a festival to, like, basically die? Right. Like, because, again, you can have a fun time at a festival and, like, play it, like, a pretty... Like, you can play yeah. it cool. Yeah. And, like, yeah, you do yeah, something. Dabble dabbling some yeah. things. But you don't got to go off the deep end. But, like, once you're like, yeah, I just did some ketamine, I'm like, all right. Like, we'll we're, see you in three days. We're playing in different worlds right now, <laughs> yeah. and I don't need to play in that world. Yeah, you're, I'm in the EuroLeague, and you're, you're <laughs> in, like, the NBA All-Star game right now. This is, this is tough. Um, but, yeah, excited for your bachelor party. Uh, Going to take Portland, Maine by storm. Bunch of 30-something married guys. Going to Portland, Maine, where the bars close at 1. Going to have just a real big meal. 
have a, feel bloated at the bar. People burping. Right. Declining beers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm all set. Yo, you want another one? Nah, I'm nah, good. I'm good. It's 10, 15. It's just like, hey, should we get an Uber? Dude, it's 11, 43. <laughs> we just got here. Like some people just sneak out. Clearly Irish exiting right. just so they can go to bed. Hey, there was like 15 people here. Why is there only like four of us now? <laughs> it's like everybody's kept saying they had to go to the bathroom. And I didn't see any of them in the bathroom. <laughs> They've been gone for hours. Um, I mean, I, I'm giving everyone more credit because a good chunk of that crew will be from the New Orleans bachelor party. And people people did it up in New Orleans, I will say. I think people are good at doing one night. Yeah, you can't do both. Can't no. Do you have to pace yourself one night, and the next night you're just like, you know what? Let's fucking do it. Well, Friday is usually meant for like, hey. Because hey. people get in at different times, and it's just like that next person comes. Right. Rallies everyone a bit. Then once everyone's there, it's like, hey, we're all here. Let's cheers it up. Go get some nice drinks. Saturday will really set it up. Yeah. And that's what tends to be the, the night where people lose some people. But it should be fun. We're going to eat well. We're going to stay out till exactly 12.59 a.m. Yeah. Safely Uber home. Right. And maybe watch a film in the night. Some yeah. people fall asleep on the couch. Like Mamma Mia. <laughs> Great <laughs> film. Like a Pixar film. <laughs> like halfway next, through. We'll yeah. catch it like midway through. Like Wally. Like, like the like, second oh. half of Frozen. <laughs> like a, Yeah. I mean, I'll watch it. I mean, you don't have to. You guys don't have to watch it. In How here. was your bachelor party? I was up till five in the fucking morning. Most of it was me watching Toy Story 3. That's literally what happened in the Cross Bachelor Party. Yeah. Watched the program. That's a good Until like 4 a.m. I was like, that was great. I could have gone to bed (laughs) at 2, but the program just came on. I can't (laughs) say no to that. When are you going to see it on again? Um, But yeah, everything is good. Uh, A couple things I I missed while in Vietnam because I couldn't necessarily follow the news cycle that much. Uh, I was trying to like Get ready for the Oscars. I don't know. Because I watched a a billion movies on the. I did not watch the Oscars. I mean, I had no care. Even though I heard Green Book should, shouldn't have won because it was technically a racist movie. I, you know, I am finding the Green Book. I, one thing I have not seen it, so I, I, seen I it. don't fucking know anything about it. But I heard everything about. But it's the like backlash. it's like you're getting like middle aged white people be like, great movie, <laughs> and everyone black. It solved racism. Yep, white people solve racism again, just and like then, in Crash. Right. <laughs> And then black people being like, that movie is fucking ridiculous, <laughs> and absolutely not. <laughs> and apparently the, the mo- who the movie's based off of, his family came out and was like, that's right. not how that went at all. It actually, they portrayed him completely differently than he was, and we're offended. And the guy was like, ah, shut up. They were going to make the movie anyway. And it won the Best Picture, so the world sucked. And it was like, I knew it was going to happen, because the whole like Oscar night, it was like, a lot of black people were winning awards. I was like, oh, they're going to drop the Hammer on that picture. <laughs> they are waiting for it. They're like building this up to break us down. And Regina, uh, Regina King won. And I was just like, all right, this is good. This is great. She deserved that. Um, and then that happened. But I remember I, <laughs> for not seeing a movie, I know so much about A Star is Born. Like, I've not seen it either. I know everything about that movie. I know everything about it. I know it. how it starts. I know how the middle is. The conflict. I know how it ends, and drunk. not only do I know how it ends, but I know how he kills himself. Yeah, I know the nuance behind it. I know he kills himself in his garage. Yep. I know everything about the movie. I didn't like, read a Wikipedia page either. Right, neither did I. I somehow didn't. It's a talented situation. I don't know how they did so, market like, that. At this point. But I still want to see it. I, yeah. I'm going to watch it when it's available. It's like, I mean, I, it's, it's like, oh, maybe I missed something in my digging. What are your thoughts on Shadow? Or Shallow, Shallow sorry. Wow. I mean, I think Bradley Cooper... Did a great job. He, you know what? I 100% agree. Because he's not a singer. No. No one asked. I mean, he stayed in his ranch. 
I think Ga- I think Gaga, because again, I know everything about this movie, said she wouldn't do the movie with him unless he like took vocal lessons for six months and like learned how to perform live. Is that what you think happened, or is that what you know happened? Is that like a? What's... I mean, it's it's my Star Is Born knowledge, which is more or less I've seen the movie. Well, I did hear that she refused to tape the the recordings like before like she needed it to oh, be live yeah so the she movie. had to be able to perform live. right yeah and and also the obvious fact of they're definitely having sex all right i've never seen a couple more obviously or two people more obviously having sex that aren't publicly so let's talk sex. about two things really quick first let's talk about the Oscar performance and then secondly let's talk about if they're fucking or not and we're i think those two his, segue into each other pretty illustrated model sitting there watching them right all right, so first let's talk about the performance. One, yay or nay on the shallow performance. Yeah, because Gaga. So I'm usually not into, like, over-the-top cheesiness, but, like, this was so delicately and quaintly done. <laughs> it was... I fucking loved it. I had me shook up. It was... I watched it in Nam. I was just like, in the morning, I was Because usually when they go over-the-top on things, it's, like, the opposite. It's, like, the fireworks, yeah, the, like, 14-person band... This was just them too. A piano. Piano. It was still over the top, but in like a very different way. And it was great. I, I fucking loved it. My, I felt every emotion. I every was, emotion. I was like excited. I was happy. I was like, this is beautiful. Like when he came over to the piano, I was just like, I'm in. And then obviously at the end, horny as hell. Because <laughs> <laughs> these two are about to do it. You looking for... Uh, Oh, I was looking for, looking for you. My bottle opener. Uh, so at the end, did you see that little? I'm sure it, they made a gif out of it a million times over, but the little uh, clip of him kind of or her going in for the kiss. It was very subtle. I don't know if she went for a yeah, kiss. I think it was more of kind of this like. And then backed off because she was like, "Oh, I forgot where she was for a second. And yeah. And so how did, did you feel about that? If you're this goes into the second question, obviously, which is... So we both think that yes. the version was fantastic, yes. what they did at the Oscars. Beautiful. Um, are they fucking? Yes. I was always going to say no until, like, right before she broke off her engagement with her yeah. fiancé. That's a red flag. Yeah, real weird timing. Also, like, the question should be, are they fucking or did, have they fucked? Because I, I don't know if they are fucking now, Right. but they have fucked. You don't get that chemistry without... I will say, like, I saw that I was like, this is, like, very powerful. And I'm usually not moved by these things. I I couldn't do any version of that, like, intimacy with my wife right now. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't, like, that that level of, like, connectivity. I was like, I'm... This is, like, 10 years of marriage stuff right here that they're putting off. Like, that's some love and connection right there. Again, and, like, I hate to, like, go back to the, like... If they made the performance, like this big thing where they're both on stage and there's like 14 people there I'd be like this is a bunch of bullshit yeah this was but that fact that it was just them two just and I know there was a backing band somewhere because there was other instruments instruments, but they weren't visible but I was just like fuck this is emotional as shit right now and also back to the the, the fucking point imagine being a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model and you're just like I'm untouchable (laughs) And all of a sudden, Lady fucking Gaga comes into your life and just throws your world upside down. It's weird. My dad called me, like, the next day. And he was like, you watch the Oscars? <laughs> he shook up, too. <laughs> he was clearly shook up. And I was like, we I didn't. But I, I, he was like, I, like, I watched the uh, thing. He's like, yeah. He's like, you know, like, Lady Gaga. Like, <laughs> like, Agree. He's like, 
I don't. It's like I don't find her that attractive, but I don't know. It's like, and I could tell where he was going with this. He was like, I don't find her that attractive, but, but I want to marry her. I'm in love with her. <laughs> right. I will do anything for her right now at this very moment. And we all felt that. And I was explaining to Sean, like the con- the combination of that seeing the Oscars and then like on the plane home seeing watching Bohemian Rhapsody. My entire playlist now is Lady Gaga God, God, and Queen. I'm like, all right, what what would you think my demographic is if you saw my playlist right now? And it's not even an offensive level. I, I would think I am a middle-aged gay man. That's a, Whoa, yeah. Wow, that's like painfully accurate probably. So I would definitely say that you're clearly like... From one, Gaga. One of those persons who's just like, I like... You're a little out of your... Out of your like... Out of touch, essentially. Yes. Like you're clearly not a 24 year old, like male, like understanding what's going on no. in music. No. Um. But yeah, you're probably a middle aged. Yeah. Gay no. person. When you have nothing, like if it's not Queen, it's Lady Gaga. I'm like my last 100 songs listed. Queen is fucking great. All right, Bohemian Rhapsody. Say what you want about the movie. I had a good time watching it. I did. So I haven't watched it yet. Um. And the reason why I haven't watched it, and you know what? At this point, I realize I should just fucking watch it. The big reason is because I've heard that is painfully inaccurate. I, I mean, for people that don't, I didn't know. I didn't know the story, so I believed everything is gospel. Um, apparently, some things weren't true. Uh, like, I mean, it's obviously a biopic, so I'm not spoiling anything. But like, they made it so he had he revealed to the band he that had he had AIDS, AIDS right before live. Before live, apparently that wasn't true. He apparently revealed that way later, right? Uh, he didn't know he had AIDS until like two years after that. Jesus Christ lied to and then i was like tearing up because i was like this is amazing apparently he like basically never like sort of told the band but like everyone obviously knew never stood in front of them and said it and like because i think live aids like 85 he's not diagnosed till like 87 and he dies in 91 90 he lasted years after they made it seem like he died like right after he fuck yeah that movie and they also like euro stepped past his like sexual awakening like it went for like three scenes and he was just like married to mary Mary. And then, well, he was always with Mary. He was always, yeah, Mary was his girl, ride or die. But, like, he had, like, three scenes, which is, like, five-minute equivalent. He went from, like, with Mary to, like, I'm gay now. I'm like, they could have fleshed that out a little bit longer and better. Like, they were alluding to it, but they didn't really give it, like, the necessary, like, weight it deserved. Right. I, uh, I'm a big, I, I'm, like, a quasi-Queen fan. I went through a weird pay uh, phase where I like was like into Queen but I will stand by that Freddie Mercury is the greatest frontman of rock and roll history I will stand by too because and he's the most like flamboyant like yeah. he was fucking all over the place like ridiculous awesome in a good way yeah and his voice is unlike anyone else's it's they, it, it's the best they said he I mean I think it's his famous quote he has extra teeth and they, like it gave him his range he did I, I remember hearing that like his teeth were obviously like kind of fucking weird and they like told him like hey you should get him fixed he's like no because I think that's the reason like I which like, I do not I don't fucking think buy at all give you vocal range but let him rock you can do it yeah Freddie Mercury was the fucking man he did have a great life I will say that the, the period of time they were showing like during his peak he was making the most of that peak I'll say it hey he was doing what he wanted when he wanted how he wanted he was bitching out like record execs walking out of rooms throwing shit at people do you, man? You know? He made, They showed him, like, playing... I'm spoiling the movie. They showed him, like... They were alluding to Bohemian Rhapsody. 
and he was like laying with Mary, like on the floor, and he was playing his piano like above his head with his arm above his head, mm-hmm. like basically playing it backwards, up like upside down. It was like playing the piano perfectly, and I was like, "That's baller as fuck." And he doesn't even know this is his hit song yet. He's like, "I'm working on a song." It's like, oh, "Let's go." So yeah, my playlist is very. Uh, this happens to me every now and then. So, what's your favorite Queen song right now? Oh, uh, let me go to the playlist. Uh, it's the one with. How do I not know the names of the songs? It's not the any of the big ones, but it's uh, it's love. What's the one with love in it? You know what I'm talking about. I don't fucking know. The song with love. Uh, hold on. It is somebody love. Yeah, uh, everyone likes that song. Fuck, I thought that was obscure. Somebody to love. Yeah. Oh, look at the pipes. Turn it with pipes. That is a great fucking a karaoke song. podcast. Um, Can anybody find me? Yeah, the explaining like they did a good job explaining like how Bohemian Rhapsody became a single, even though it's like six and a half minutes long. Right. And I was like, now I think that part is actually fairly accurate because I. I don't think you can push a six and a half minute song no, today. No, you can't. And especially because that song like doesn't make sense from like no. A, there's no chorus. There's no the song verse. doesn't make sense. Right. The words don't make sense. Right. Like it's, it's nonsense. But it is kind of a banger song. And I explained to my uh, my wife uh, when I was watching when we came home, I was watching like the live eight performance. I was a little obsessed, and I was explaining how I didn't know who Queen was for like a long time. Bronx. None of you and Clinton told me about him. Sure. And. I found out about Bohemian Rhapsody through College Humor. Remember that site? I do. So they made a version of it called Brohemian Rhapsody. Interesting. So I didn't know Bohemian Rhapsody even existed. That It was like parodying that song. I thought they just made their own original song called Brohemian Rhapsody. So when I heard Bohemian Rhapsody for the first time when I was like whatever age, like 20-something, I was like, is this a parody of the College Humor song? <laughs> and the College Humor song is amazing. Like, I know the words of that better than I know the words of Bohemian Rhapsody. I was like, this is just a good song. Who, who came up with this? Did College Humor really come up with, like, this hit song? And then, Rude Awakening. But, yeah. Harlan just killed a keg. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the first line. And But, yeah, shout out to Queen. Shout out to Lady Gaga. I'm listening a lot of paparazzi right now. That might be her best song. I will say early Gaga is Par- pretty great. Party Gaga? That was, well, it was your junior year. It was my senior year of college. And that was Gaga. That was it was just, going into my senior year of college where like Gaga was like a big fucking deal. But she she got percolating my senior year. Because Sean and I have different senior years because he decided to skip life for one year. Um, shout out to Chile. Shout out to Chile. Um, <laughs> but I remember the first time I heard Just Dance. I was like walking home from like class, a late class. It was like a Thursday. So people were starting to get after it. And I like one of the mods next door to my mod was just like strobe lights blasting and I heard like just yeah. dance red one da, 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 ga, ga. and I was like what what is <laughs> what is that and like I walked into the, like I knew we knew that I was like what is this song and they were like I don't know it's like some, some Lady Gaga chick and I was like Lady Gaga this song is fucking sprinted to my compact <laughs> Presario laptop <laughs> went on iTunes and there is like you know I'll say this there's like we obviously probably have somewhat different music tastes we can agree on that disagree no yes we have very different music tastes but i will also argue that like there are songs that are so fucking good and catchy that you're just like it doesn't matter it gets everyone it doesn't matter what genre it is it's just a 
fucking great song. And I will say Lady Gaga in 2009, 2010 hit that point where I was just like, I'm Every, in. Everything's just put out. I'm just like, this is a great song. Co-signing before Like, Poker Face out. was a great song. Bad Romance. Bad Romance, great song. I mean... Just yeah. Dance, great song. You would argue I skew more poppy. Yeah. Shocker. Um, but I remember that, that period of time. It was Gaga and Akon. Who was just like... I never was huge Akon. He was but. making the same exact song. Well, they had a... Work. What song did they... They did Just Dance Together, didn't Yeah, they? he's on it, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was like Akon's part, the screaming at the end. Because Akon signed her. Akon's sneaky like a billionaire, by the way. Probably. Um, but I remember, yeah, Akon had that formula where he was like, he made the same song and then just changed the beat a little bit. Just a little bit. Then he changed the word, the theme of the song. He had one word songs. It was like, beautiful. <laughs> Another one was Trouble. <laughs> then it was just like I forget oh right right now yeah, it was basically like two word songs with like ch- slightly change one thing and then keep repeating the chorus like right now now you're so beautiful beautiful trouble 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 and they like, are like the same songs I was like damn dudes figured it out and then Gaga came out with that like Bad Romance and Poker Face are kind of same song-ish hits but yeah uh, we talked about life for roughly 50 minutes. <laughs> Let's talk about sports. Let's do it. Fully. I'm like, I, I'm in a bad mood because the, the Sixers lost to the Bulls last night. I mean, Zach Levine was putting it on you. I didn't watch most of it. I watched a little bit of it. Um, Zach Levine was unstoppable. And Embiid's been out, so. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, they're explaining on the broadcast that they need to get Embiid back because that five hasn't really played together that much. Right. No, he needs to get back. So, and like, last playoffs he was like he would get out of shape towards like the fourth quarter because he was just like not because he was out for a while like right before like literally the exact same time period yeah he was out um so agreed they need to get him back soon they said that lineup that deaf philly lineup is like plus 48 in like the 75 minutes they played no i i i think it's going to work out and i think what's going to happen next year um keep i Tober, I think it's Tobias. I would too. Jimmy's kind of not that good. Jimmy's been I say it? okay on the team, and he's like obviously Jimmy. Like he just don't feel like dealing with this bullshit. Tobias, like when the Tobias Harris trade happened, I'll be honest, I was not that big of a fan because I was I was in the camp of Miritich would cost X yeah. amount less and did the same thing, similar. And Tobias is way more dynamic. Tobias is better, but like if you already have three ball dominant guys do you really need a fourth whatever but like tobias has been fucking awesome like he's good at yeah, he's he basically pretty good at everything except defense but he's you don't need him to be that good we have to Embiid back there as this he's been monster. really good jimmy guard um so Everybody now else. i'm much more on the keep him you know what jimmy was like really all they're they're going to give up is covington for him because that's what dario stark is going to be a free agent anyways yeah. Um, and I do like the fact that if they get Tobias Harris again, like, like I'm okay with it now, but, um, we'll see. I mean, it's fine. I mean, these playoffs are going to be a grind. There is a chance it's going to be four, five, six or Celtics. And Celtics have the Sixers number. They really fucking do. Um. Like, no matter who's out there, Celtics are just They beat. just fucking own the Sixers. I mean, Horford just kills and beats somehow. Like, the combination of Horford and Baines is just like. Makes it beat. So that's why 
it's like these games don't matter, but they do in the sense of the Sixers need to get to that three seed, so then they can play the Nets. Yeah, or the Nets are scary. I'll be honest. They sure. Used to sca- I mean, seven and eight. I mean, Pistons and Charlotte, whatever. But six through six up is. Yeah, the Nets are not bad. Like the Nets are scrappy, and they just got back Levert, and D'Angelo Russell is like legit good. He's definitely good. Um, I just wouldn't want to play him. I mean, you'll probably, you'll win the series, but it'll take like six grinding games. I'd much rather play the Nets than the Celtics. Oh well, yeah, Celtics. You'll probably lose that series, but <laughs> Nets you'll win, but you'll just get beat up. Yeah. yeah. So it's you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. And at that point, I really think like the Celtics. I'm honestly more nervous about the Celtics than say let's the Raptors. And I, mean, I know that's weird, just but like the Celtics for some reason they there's have a it. yeah. I mean they they have the there's a mental number. block. Um, and I think the Bucks are fucking awesome. They're coached well. They yeah. do everything great. But I still, at the same time, would I be fucking shocked if the Sixers like won a playoff series against the Bucks? No. Nothing in the East would shock me. No, because I mean it's the fact LeBron's gone, right? And this Cleveland's not a certainty. And teams got better and made trades and got better coaching. But like the East is like a grind. Six six seed up. Like it's Indiana's balling for no reason. It without, doesn't make any fucking sense how they are. They're playing very well without all these. Because I was just like, oh, they're the three seed. They'll fade. The Sixers will get that. They're not fading. Like, they just don't lose games. Yeah. Um, it seems like the East is back. I'll say it. The East might be back because the bad teams aren't that bad anymore. So remember when? Um, uh, Except the Knicks. The Knicks are fucking horrible. But uh, the Knicks are. But they're horrible on purpose. That's true. Team Zion. He's, well, <laughs> we'll see. Team Zion. The march towards Zion. So, remember when Paul George got traded to the uh, Thunder? Yes. And that was sort of that moment where they said, wow, it is just... Too lopsided. It's too lopsided. Like, the West is so much better than the East. But I remember looking at, like, the quote-unquote great players that were on both conferences, and it was pretty remarkable on sort of the disparity and from, like, a generational standpoint. So, I would argue that the East has sort of the upcoming class. It's like... You know, it's Embiid, it's Simmons, Giannis. it's Giannis, obviously. It's got some other really young players. Kawhi, yeah, or, or, or Kyrie. And, and then Kemba. the West, don't get me wrong, the West has better players, but it's most of them are like established guys like Steph, Kevin Durant, LeBron. They're on their way out. Maybe uh, Davis Russell might will, be the, the leading young one. Like, um, who's the best young player on in the Western Conference? I would say it's probably Luka. Besides Luca, who is it? Well, Andy Davis probably, because he's like twenty-five. Are we going below twenty-five? Right, fuck you, right? <laughs> yeah, fuck. you forget that guy. Shit. Uh, I mean, he doesn't play basketball anymore, so right. like you can't even count him. He plays twenty minutes a night. All right, so Luca, and then Przingis? No. Uh, I like who's the next guy? The corpse of Przingis. Uh, Devin Booker. I don't know. Right. It gets like we like on most the of them. Most of them are like oh nine and beyond. Like as far as who when really they got is drafted. Good on- I mean, Jokic. I love Jokic. What is Jokic? Have you seen him, like, play? Yeah, he's fun. It's weird. Because he can't jump, I don't think. He's just, like, one of those guys that's, like, clearly from, like, a... He's just really smart. Yeah. Like, you can just tell how fucking smart he is. He's the highest basketball IQ, I think. Well, LeBron. But, like, I think he's up there. But his hand-eye is incredible. He's, like, a top-five passer in the NBA. Yeah. I would say. Like, not joking, but he like, can't move. He literally can't move. No, he's not athletic. But, like, not saying, like, I don't want him to, like, high fly and whatever. He's 
way less athletic than Dirk was ever. Like, this version of Dirk is very similar to Jokic right now. Like, the Dirk that can't move. Agreed. And Jokic is, like, killing people. Murdering people. He's an MVP candidate. Like, not a real candidate, but he's going to get votes. I almost rather have him... I mean, this is going to be a controversial Sixers Uh-oh. fan Uh-oh. thing. I most, I'd probably rather have him than Embiid. Because you can actually create a fucking team around. Like, you, with Embiid, you almost need him to be the thing. And everything's got to go around him. Where with Jokic... He can make every... He doesn't need to score his... Ready. He can have 10 and still kill you. And, like, I would say health is obviously part of that, too. Like, Embiid's currently out with a knee injury and like that's scary um Jokic is fucking awesome I know he's very good and that Nuggets team is kind of fun I was watching him last night because I wanted to see like LeBron break that was hilarious they were just down 100 and LeBron broke the record and Um, he said it was like as big as like a title essentially for him he keeps trying to give himself more championships by like Making up rules that don't exist. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I passed Michael Jordan, so that's like a championship. And like, I I, I won a championship in Cleveland. That's like two. And yeah. He has said that before. Yeah, he basically said that. Um, but yeah, watching that game, and I was just, I mean, Nuggets didn't have to try too hard against that Lakers team, but they're good. I mean, they're not going to, they probably won't make it past the second round of the playoffs, but. Uh, hey, you I don't, don't think know. they could. I mean, uh, once they hit like a. They just have a weird fucking team. Like, it's, it's weird. Like, like after who's Jokic, who's going to, like... Can Jokic even just, like, will no. them to a victory? That's the thing. It's like, then you're getting into, like, the Jamal Murrays of the world. Yeah, like, he's good. He's, he's good. He might be that at some point, but he's still, like, 23. And that's, 22. like, that's the problem with, like, the Bucks too. It's like, you're getting into the Middleton yeah. world. Yeah. Like, are these guys going to These beat guys him? are fucking great basketball even players. Even though, after watching that Celtics-Bucks series last year, Chris Middleton will win you a game. He pulled... I remember he did that. Like It was like game two or something. He pulled up. Like, he didn't, like, lunge for a half-court shot. He just, like, treated it like a mid-range jumper and shot it from half-court and switched it. And I was like, that's the greatest shot I've ever seen in basketball. That's awesome. It was, like, better than a Steph shot because it was, like, not, like, the Steph Curry, like, oh, a couple dribbles, like, fade away. It was, like, eh. Like, he was doing a three-point competition three and just switched it. But, again, it's the Bucks. They are limited. Like, Eric Bledsoe... Apparently got destroyed mentally by the Terry Rozier thing and the Drew Bledsoe thing. Like, I think he'll be fine. Mark, I've always kind of liked Eric Bledsoe. I, I mean, they paid him yeah. a couple weeks ago or this week. Like 70 mil or something. Which is yeah. a good value for him. He's a yeah. good player. And I think that was like one of the rare good deals you see in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, you're either like crazy underpaid or crazy overpaid. It's There's rarely like a player who's like, oh yeah, that seems that good. That makes sense. That's good. Everyone's happy. Everyone's just like, Bledsoe's like, yeah. I got the amount of I got money. Seventy I love. million dollars. This is great. And the Bucks and the like, team's like, yeah, that's a fair. You're price. worth that amount. <laughs> like, it's not a Solomon Hill situation. No, I still remember that deal. That deal made me like want to like change careers. Like, granted, I was never going to make that money anyway. But I was just like, I just what team try. signed Solomon Hill again? Pelicans. It was the Pelicans. Yeah, four years, forty-eight million dollars. Because he was on the hold on. Was he on the Bulls before? I think so. Yeah. And I think on the Bulls he was averaging like six points. Seven points. Was he on that? Yeah. And then he got to the the Pelicans. He was average like five points. Yeah. Like he paid twelve million dollars for five points per game and like a rebound. And I was like, I should pick up the ball again. The um, Pelicans the for a while were a very badly run organization. I do. I you know I'll say this. I do not blame Anthony Davis for wanting to leave. I mean, no. trying to get out a year and a half before is like weird. 
I mean, it was disrespectful. But I broke it down after. I, like, when I was like, why is he doing this? Like, oh, Solomon Hill. They've been like a very bad, badly run organization for quite a while. As much as I love the idea of having a black GM, Dell Dems, it's not a good look when he's that bad. He's, like, he's been fucking terrible. Horrible. I, like, I don't want to even like talk that badly because I'm like, I want more of us in there. But like. Hey, the Sixers got a black uh, GM. He's killing it. Do you oh, act? I'm pro Elton Brand what he's doing. I'm I I do get nervous that like it's they're giving a lot for just like we're we're, I know. we're in it we're in it for, for now. It now. I mean Elton Brand's playing like I play in Bay Two K. And again, I realize <laughs> I just said I'm am in for everything as long as we keep Tobias Harris and he ends up being good. And Ben Simmons decides to shoot with his right hand. Yes, that would be my summer project. I would pay someone three million dollars, that amount, if they guarantee me. No, it's contingent. Like you get the three million if Ben Simmons starts shooting with his right hand by season, and he has to do it for ten games, and you get three million dollars deposit in your account. That would be wild. He's right-handed. If they say, "All right, we'll pay you a hundred thousand dollars if you train with Ben Simmons," however, we'll give you six million dollars <laughs> if he shoots, let's say, one hundred and fifty threes. And makes thirty three percent of them. That's that. That's what we'll give you. I think I yeah. That 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 should be an Elton Brand back alley deal. So I that's like that's two threes a game that you're taking. Yeah. And you have to make thirty three percent of them. The like league average. It's a, that's below the league average. Below, yeah. What is? Below well, like that's below like people that you want to take threes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not. You're not a good shooter. Right. Like you're not. You're fine. You're, people will have to respect it, but you're not killing it. I mean, Elton Brand should be in a back alley somewhere with a trench coat on, handing someone, like, a contract. Weird, weird fucking deals. That's what he should be doing. And that should be the whole summer. That should be from whenever the Sixers are eliminated or win the championship. Yeah, you never know. But it doesn't matter if they win the championship. This still has to happen. Agreed. And and until September. I'm a big Ben Simmons fan. Um, He literally can do everything but shoot. He is, like, this weird fucking player. He's one of the weirdest players I've ever seen. Because I realized that, like, in the half-court game, he's, he loves the ball in the post. Like, he's, like, and he's wily down there. He's like, very good. Yeah. He's, I don't know what position he is. I don't know if he's a point guard. But then, yeah, in the fast break, he's more of a point guard. And then when you get to the half-court game, he's it four. almost makes more sense for him to play, like, a little bit of a four. Sometimes five. It would of, be interesting to see him. Like, would it be I love him and I love Embiid, but, like, even I acknowledge that, like, there is this weird team that probably exists where he is the focal point, and it's like he's sort of surrounded by this like weird hodgepodge that doesn't involve any other post players. It doesn't even necessarily have to be shooters, but it has to be like a, like a guard makeup where he can play a little five, a little four, a little whatever. Do whatever he wants. And like on four. fast breaks, he's like mainly playing the point, and then when he gets like you know the half court, he's playing this kind of like old man game. But it, yeah, what it should have been if he didn't have his foot broken. Right, his rookie year, like when Embiid was out. But I, at the same time, I am a believer that besides the Warriors, where like if you look at their team one through five, like it's literally a perfect team, not just from like a talent standpoint, but from like a fit standpoint. Uh, usually, teams don't work that way. Usually, yeah. you have to figure each other out yeah, because it's a weird there's Celtics. always going to be right, <laughs> and there's going to be overlap. You think about the like old Heat teams with like Dwayne Wade and LeBron, like. 
It was weird to start. It's, like, weird, right? And they're not perfect for each other because, like, they both want the ball. Like, neither of them are, like, great shooters. They're mm-hmm. both okay. They've gotten, um, well, one's gotten better. But one's right. Gotten better. Um, they're good slash slashers. Like, Dwayne Wade became a good slasher. LeBron, like, kind of needs the ball on his Like, yeah. they weren't perfect for each other, but they made it work. Yep. And then Chris Bosh had to figure it out, too. <laughs> Same so with Kevin Love. I guess yeah. part of me is, like... Yeah, there's this perfect idea of what Ben Simmons and the perfect team would be, but there's also me of realizing that Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons can make it fucking work. Yeah. And you're you have an embarrassment of riches because of Sixers fans. You have two very young, very skilled right players that are like seem like they want to be there. I'm starting to get mad at the Celtics. Is that weird? Do because it. there was a period of time where people were like, I don't think Embiid and Ben Simmons like each other, which. By the way, I've yet to see any actual evidence that this is true. I mean, none. I don't think Ben Simmons talks. Like they it's seem like calling other people bitches on the court, and they both say nice things about each other, and they basically say the exact same thing about each other. And like is I've heard PR? JJ Redick <laughs> say this shit too, where he's like, "Yeah, are they best friends, not really, but they get along really well." Yeah, and like apparently, like it seems like a very like transparent response, and yeah, he has pe- no reason. To people lie. are just like, "Yeah, I think there's tension." between Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. And that is what fucking annoys me because I've yet to see any of that. On the court, like, between what they say about each other, so, fuck everybody. Go Sixers. Talk about tension. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like, and then, like, the Celtics have the most tension in the world, and at this point, yes, everyone is, like, now coming up on it. But, like, before it was this thing where it's like, the Sixers, they're a little weird. Oh, Celtics. I mean, one thing that came out of, like, the Sloan Conference, uh, when Bill Simmons was talking about Adam Silver, Adam Silver is basically like every player in the NBA is depressed. Depressed, yeah. And I was like, relatable. Okay. <laughs> I was like, is depressed. Like, it made me actually think because I was like, oh, like what were what were those nights when we were like twenty two? And I was like, I don't want to go to J Tree. I don't want to go out. I only want to see my best friends that I live with. I was like, is that? That's definitely depression. Yeah. And I was just like. <laughs> I was like, oh, is it in vogue now? I was like, is it the hot thing in the streets to be like, like, man, you don't have to be up all the time. You don't have to be like about it all the time. And I get it. Like, it's like, I get it from both sides. Like the fans are like, oh, you make $30 million this year. Like, what do you have to be sad about? Or like not okay with about? And then some of these guys are like, oh yeah, I, you know, I go on a road trip and I don't see anyone and I have to like FaceTime my family for like 11 days and they're the only people I can talk to. And I get meals, room service to my room, and I just watch TV. I'm like, and he's like, yeah, that's every road trip. And I go home and I see my family and I get that taken away every single time I leave. I'm like, that kind of sucks. I don't think there's any amount of money that makes that better. I do think, um, maybe I'm going too deep down the path right now, but... um, No, Adam Silver did. We can. I think humans just by the way that we are all wired a lot of happiness just comes from interacting with other people and they don't like we don't realize it in some ways so like you think that you're having an like i notice this with myself at least like i'll spend a weekend where i don't really like talk to very many people like say sarah's out of town and i'm just like you know what? i'm gonna have a weekend by myself this is gonna be great this is gonna be awesome like just myself i get to do whatever the fuck i want by sunday i'm like sad (laughs) (laughs) and i thought i had a great time (laughs) But I'm just like, yes. what the fuck? Like, why am I, like, down? 
Let's talk about let's let's normalize this shit. And it makes you realize it's like sometimes it sucks. Sometimes you almost don't want to meet up with people, but then you like do it. I use you as the example. Right. You're, and you're just like, ah, oh, fuck, I needed that. Like you just like needed to fucking talk to somebody. Shocker, Sean is it for me. Like right. one of my closest people in the world. So but sometimes I've straight up declined hanging out with him. When I like and when then, I had nothing better to listen, do. Listen, I do the same thing. And he's thing. done the same thing. And it's just like sometimes and then it, And don't get me wrong, I think sometimes you need a little alone time. But if you just literally like spent a lot of time just not talking to people, it, yeah. That's not good. On Monday, I had a snow day. I don't know if you did. I went in because I had, like, I had, had a me- big do. meeting on Tuesday, so I, like, yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, I it was work from home. Like, we got the email the night before. I made a, the, a game the night before, whatever. But, so I knew, and I was like, all right, I'll, I'll get some stuff done early, and then kind of chill the rest of the day. And I was like, oh, I'm with the dog, and the dog was like, whoa, you're home? What the fuck? I'm going to take a nap. And I was like, the dog's asleep. I was like, all right, I'll watch the movie. And I was like, man, it's 11 o'clock. I texted, like, texted my wife. I was like, what are you doing at work? Right. And I was like, all right, what should I do? And like, I made a whole DiGiorno pizza, and ate like, it, and I was just, like, laying there. And I would argue you're pretty, like, your, your alone time, right? But, but like, again, it's... I'm an introvert and extrovert. You reach this point where it's just like, holy shit, I, like, need to talk to people. Oh, when wife came home... Hi! I was like, I was doing, yeah, that, that overly, like, hello, how hello, are you? Hello, how are you? Let me take your bag. And please. she's just like, I, I need some time to, like, Jesus come back Christ. from work. Yeah, let me go, like, put my back, let me take my coat off. And I was like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah, and I was, like, pick up, take, waking the dog up. I was literally, like, scooping her from, like, her bed. And I was like, hey, you come over with me. And she would sleep, and I'm like, she doesn't want to be. Like some people like working from home, and I, I'm not saying I don't like it, but like I, I just can't, I just can't do it. I did it early on. When I was working at a paralegal thing. I just straight up like it, I need to go in the office every day because I just need to just like fucking talk to people. I I forgot about that era in my life when I was doing a paralegal job and I was working from home a lot, and I basically finished my work at like eleven. Like my work day stopped when Pride is Right came on. <laughs> and I remember, like, I was like, technically, I'm still like, have my phone near me. I'm like, I'm not working, and it was dope. I wasn't getting paid a ton, but I was like, that's the I, thing. You'll tell yourselves like you're having a good time because you are. Yeah, but all you guys were. This is in Glenville. It was like early. Yeah, was it Glen? It was yeah, early Glenville and pre pre Bane, and yeah, like, all you guys would be at work, and I was be like, all right, all right uh, when these guys get home. Well, Mac may get, I was like, Mac may get home early. Cause right. He, he does the, he has the weird hours. He has the weird hours. He may not want to work today. He may hang out. And like, does anyone want to play basketball? I'll play basketball by myself. And I was like, this is depressing. Yeah. And I play a lot of video games. I was like, all right. And granted, I didn't, like, I don't think if you put me in that exact position, while I was still working from home and whatnot, and you just inserted $30 million in my account, like, I'd be happy, like, day one. But if you still force me to, like, be home and not do much... I would still be sad. You do wonder if um, the NBA culture is changing. In we used to think it was a positive way, but now I'm thinking it might be a negative way. And what I mean by that is, now it's like these NBA players are a little bit on their own. They're going to the room. They're sticking to themselves. They're not going out at night, which is a good thing, right? Yeah, there's less problematic headlines because but. you you know you'll listen to like Jalen Rose talk about what it was like when he was playing. He was like, yeah, we would all go out to the club, champagne campaign, champagne and campaign, right? And I remember being like, wow, like the NBA is so much more mature now because they don't do those things anymore. I'm sure some of them do, but not as much. 
But I almost think now, like, that was probably better. In a weird way. Let this, loose. Let loose, A, and B. Let's be around people. Like, you're, you're just around your teammates all the fucking time. Yeah, you're hanging out, you're friends with your team. Like, right. that's what they were talking about, like, the Jordan teams. Like, they were best friends. Right. That's another thing Adam Silver said. They were like, oh, they were super close, and... You know, they did it. They got dinner together. They went out together. Well, you always hear about the like, why are the Spurs so awesome? Like during their run, and it was like, yeah, like the yeah. Tim Duncan Spurs would like go on these like road trips, and they would get dinner every night. Every night, and it would be these weird dinners where it was like, hey, let's go check out, check out this like Brazilian place because like one guy, what's his face is from Brazil. Yeah, uh, was it Leandro yeah. Barbosa? Yeah. Well, Leandro and uh, Tiago Splitter. Tiago Splitter. My bad. Yeah. Um, but Bar- was Bar- no, no, he was, Barbosa he was, on was not on them. He was but. on the Suns, but I was like, and it's like, oh, connect. let's go to this like Argentine place, like oh, like yeah, French place. Or Tony loves it, and like, and they're like, they had this w- culture of Tony Parker, Ginobili, and Tim Duncan that were just fucking boys. Yep. Not only were they boys, but they were like willing to let other people into their little yeah, and they were thing. stars. Like, they were hey, legit stars. Let's go out to dinner. Like I know you're the fucking twelfth person on the bench. Hey, you're let's my go- boy. Let's go out to dinner tonight. Uh, yeah. And that was like, probably the way you should do it, because they weren't going to the club. They were, like, doing... Tim Duncan at the club. My Tim God. Duncan was, like, been going hilarious. to, like, high-end restaurants <laughs> and ordering, like, yeah, Tim Duncan got crazy last night. He got two bottles of wine he, for the whole table. table. <laughs> the whole, <laughs> he didn't have a glass, but he got it for the whole table. He went nuts. Um, you know, that's true. And, like, I remember, I forget what metric, like, someone put together. They were, like, bringing up the L.A. flu. In the Miami flu, where it was like when you had a road trip in LA or Miami right, right, and you right. got there two days early, they were like, oh, you're definitely gonna lose that game or yeah. like, be way worse than performance. And like Vegas was accounting for that too. And they're like, that effect is way less now because guys are just like, yeah. nah, I don't wanna do it. I, Jesus Christ. I'm now reaching the point where I think that shit was good for the NBA. Like but, going out to the club in Atlanta or going out to the club in Miami. Instagram is ruining the NBA statement. It's just like, again, that you can literally, it's going to sound fucked up, but you nope. can like literally order girls to go to your hotel. It's true. Like, you've heard stories of NBA players Instagramming, DMing girls. And say, meet me in my hotel. Meet me in my hotel My room. guy will pick you up or whatever. It's this room, and then there's just a girl waiting for you. Exactly. So you don't go to the club anymore. Yeah, back in the 90s, you had to, if you wanted to, like, you at least had to work for it a little bit. They still had to do a little work. Like, your guy could still be like, hey, that girl over there is hot. Okay. Agreed. Bring her. Like, that still work. Rather than, like, you on your phone and the plane. Because these guys will get the Wi-Fi on the plane, and they're just, like, cycling through the Explore page, and they're just, like, in search by the city, and they're like, ah, you, DM. It's there. Post- <laughs> I was going to say Postmates. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically, like, I, I mean, it sounds fucked up, but for, like, an NBA player who I mean, there are many everything to their women advantage. that want this. Exactly. So it's not bad, dude. Like, it is basically a version of Postmates. Paul George. I've been following, like... I've, I did not realize he got a stripper pregnant. And he's in love. And they have, like, a nice family. Wait, he ended up marrying that girl? I no, it was, it was someone else, wasn't it? No, no, no. He's with the stripper. Oh, really? Yeah, and they have two kids. They had another one after the like whole thing. Because they were, like, together. Good for Paul George. And, I, like, I'm now washed up enough that I'm following NBA families... Like, I'm big on the LeBron James family. Right. And, like, the Paul George family. Because that's what you want. Russell Westbrook has just a very strong unit. His fucking kid. I'm just like, yes. Like, that's... Because his wife is a former UCLA basketball player. Yeah. And I'm like, 
stock. <laughs> and he had twins. He, has, he had his son, his first son, and then he had two twins. I think a boy and a girl. Russ looks like an awesome dad. I mean, he's going to be fantastic. You know, like this because you know he's gonna be like kind of a stern, stern, but like loving. And I bet he's got the like the softest of sides. Oh yeah, he's like celebrating every little thing his kid's doing and gonna be at every play and shit if he doesn't have a game and yeah, that type of dad. So I'm like at that stage, but like the Paul George one was like where it turned a corner for me. I'm like, man, he fell in love with a stripper, as T Pain said. Hey, that's okay. And stripper fell in love with him. Who am I? Like, yeah, who am I? All right, well, stripper sounds like a great profession. One, two, like you meet the right guy. Say they they had definitely had some chemistry, enough yeah. to like again get to that point. But B, enough to like tread those waters, get through that shit, and then form a family. And I'll say this: good for Paul George. Like, good for both of them, really. For she becoming pregnant, and like, how many times have you heard that story? If he's just like, yeah, I'll give you some money to yeah, like basically shut disappear. up, disappear. Yeah, Dwight Howard. And Paul George is like, hey, Dwight let's Howard make this like, work. And then finally, he's just like, wow, I actually really, really like you. Let's do it again. And let's fucking have another baby. I like great. you a lot. I think you're, I I'm want you around I'm completely on board with this story. So maybe God. the NBA is in a better place than we thought. I don't know. I don't know. I just like, again, I'm, I, I'm more. Are we in a better place? Is the NBA in a better place? Or are we just more mature and have more information? I think at least you and I are. Uh, there's a lot of shitty parts about getting a little bit older. The one nice part about it is you become more and more self-aware. Like, I'm very self-aware of myself at this so point. So self-aware. Too self-aware. So self-aware. Like <laughs> and, like, I even know that, like, the older I get, I'm going to even get more self-aware. I hate how self-aware I am. Right. I know exactly, like, what I'm... How I'm... Pers- I basically have, like, a, a view of myself over myself. Like, there's a view... Another me hovering over me. Like, and, like, when I'm, like, getting kind of down... I know why I'm getting down. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? And when I'm getting up, I know why I'm getting up. It's like, ah, I'm not feeling like, and I'm like, ah, I think it's because blah, 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 blah. Like before I'd be like, I'm like kind of depressed. I have no fucking idea why. <laughs> <laughs> turn, turn that PS4 up. <laughs> We're playing another game. We're getting out of this. Yeah. And now I'm just like, no, I'm just going to curl up in a ball on the couch and we'll get through it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this is like a weird introspective towards the end. Hey. I mean, it, we need we covered all the bases. I think this episode. Yeah, we covered literally all the bases in an hour and twenty minutes. Like, if you're listening to this, you you hit everything. <laughs> you're crying on the corner. You laughed. <laughs> Sean Sean murdered the what is it called again? What's that place? Indora. Sean destroyed the the GDP Oof. of Indora. Like, they, they may time. never. Recover. I may look at the news like the the news of the past like month in Andorra and see American if. with Spanish license plate <laughs> decimates town. <laughs> Decimates the the roots of this town. No one will be the same. Um, yeah, it was a it was a good one. All right, happy to be back. Uh, looking forward. It's to, nice to have you back, sir. Hey, I'm looking forward to planning your bachelor party. Being yes, being a part of the wedding, and we'll we'll, we'll march towards then. Let's do this. Can't All wait right. for that pod where uh, you're a married man. All right, bye. bye. I love you, bye.